0: Brandon I am so happy to see you even though it's virtually
1: yeah it's been a weird few months you could say which is evidenced by the fact that what we haven't recorded in since April it's been yes. a long time but you know it's, it's like, it it's... has been a long time it's harder to
0: do it when, I mean, it's, it's easier to do it when you're virtual, but there's something that sort of disconnects. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's something that we get when we are together in a room podcasting. And the, energy a bit just, of a, yeah, the energy is different. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we've just been kind of putting it off, I guess. And uh, we just, we couldn't put it off any longer, man. We had to... Oh,
1: by the way, by the way, this is the episode... <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode. This is uh, episode eighty-eight of the Random Fandom. Let's just throw that out there. And you're completely right. Uh, what's what's been going on with you? What's been going on with me? Uh, you got married. Congratulations. Yeah, I got right? married.
0: Um, we are a hundred and twenty-five person wedding turned into ten people. I'm glad yep, you were well, there.
1: I was too, man. It was uh, the best of a bad situation. Uh, anyways, yeah. So that's been a big life thing for you. Very cool. Congratulations. Yeah. I, hope, I hope you got uh, marriage insurance uh it's a good thing to have yeah because
0: 50 percent don't end well
1: yeah Yeah.
0: so what about you did you get married at all or
1: no no i've been like the opposite of married oh (laughs) yeah of course yeah i've been well i mean that but yeah also just like i've been living single you know that like shout out to that show in the early 90s with queen latifah but no man i've been occupying the time with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today but on the real just Uh, working a shitload. You know, you would never wish a pandemic and all this nonsense that's going on in the world, but uh, it's been great for business. You know, everybody needs internet more than ever. Uh, I work for an internet service provider, so blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've been farming or gardening, you know, uh, so I'm going to, can't wait to share some of my carrots with you. (laughs) I've actually
0: been, I've been doing that as well, um, but in Animal Crossing, so it's a little different. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, we'll get into it for sure. You know, my crops versus your crops. Breeding them sure. flowers, putting money in the ground, and
0: hoping I get more that's, out of that's it. That's how it
1: works. I'm pretty that's sure how, that's how it that's works.
0: How, that's how money works. Money literally grows on trees in that game. It's in
1: Animal Crossing. There you go. That's the world we want to live in. And then, yeah, I've just been uh, waiting for the time where we could uh, get together and talk about all the content that we've ingested in the last few months. It'll be a condensed look at it today, but, you know... I'd say uh, I'm ready to get into it. I'm glad we're back together. And uh, for anyone who was wondering if we uh, had a a falling out or a cancellation, um, I guess this yeah. is proof. That no, but not yet. Oh, uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. I thought we I thought we stopped being best friends. Uh, dude, a lot of things have stopped, but the friendship endures for sure.
0: Um, though, I mean, I I gauge friendships solely by podcast episodes. So oh, okay. So we're oh, best friends again. So who's
1: your new best friend then? <laughs> that's
0: why I streamed my um, my wedding on a podcast so that you could be my best man.
1: Oh yeah, I, I seem yeah. to remember that.
0: <laughs> all right, so we have a, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Brandon, why don't you give a summary of what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, give us the next hour, maybe plus of your time for us to talk about some of the games we've been playing, uh, like Ghost of Tsushima, that's a, a PS4 exclusive, That so that's all you. <laughs> so that's all me, yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm I'm fine to listen. Um, some other stuff we've been getting into, you know, just like, you know, geek culture stuff, uh, TV. There has been that new great docuseries, uh, High Score, Umbrella Academy Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, super psyched, by the way. I know this isn't on our little agenda here, but super psyched for Season 2 of The Boys. Can't wait to get into oh, that. Uh, next, starting streaming next Friday. And then all the movies we're going to see, uh, most notably, that just bombshell of a, of a virtual experience that the called the DC Fandom. Damn, there's a, yeah. a lot of content to take there's away from a that. a lot of talk about in that from DC Fandom. I mean, we've got oh movies:
0: yeah. Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, games. Uh, oh, I should have mentioned the Batman. That's a big movie. Black um, Adam too. Yeah, games yeah. like uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. Another sui- a Suicide Squad game, which sounds really interesting.
1: Yeah. So uh, there is very obviously a lot to talk about uh we're gonna get into it we do need to uh stretch the old muscles real quick see if we remember how to do this Uh, i'm gonna be sore tomorrow but i think we do fake sponsors around this time uh would you mind just uh introducing today's fake sponsor i'm just gonna i'm
0: not gonna say anything about it i'm just gonna let the recording speak for itself Uh, which is my way of saying i did not listen to the recording before we put it under the podcast so There it is. There's my intro.
2: Attention men with penises! If you, like myself, are a chronic masturbator, let the experts at STY give you the help that you so sorely need. See, men have an inherent need to ejaculate, bury one up in the couch cushions, in a sock, but being told to just stop by, I don't know, your local priest or police can seem inconceivable to so many men with penises. Hi, I'm Peter, Mick Chorizo, and I want to tell you about Stop Touching Yourself, a program designed to help chronic masturbators overcome the urge to masturbate. Here's a word from retired semen Jay Woodson, who's the founder at Stop Touching Yourself. Hi, this is Jay, and what separates us from so many other anti-masturbation programs is the fact that, well, I have 30 plus years of naval experience. Plus, I was in Vietnam, so I know how to torture people. So if you are caught masturbating, we will enact corporal punishment on you and your family. That's right, we set up webcams everywhere you go, and we'll know when you go below the belt on yourself, and then we will find the next closest member of your family, and we will beat the shit out of them and torture them, and you just stop masturbating. That's how it works. To learn more, please visit our website at nomorecome.com That's nomorecome.com So why don't you let the experts at STY help you stop touching yourself Stop touching yourself Our results are guaranteed, permanently
0: So let me just say this I am always a fan of our fake sponsors Because really, they make this whole podcast possible What I'm not a fan of is somebody to tell me to stop touching myself?
1: Well, I'm sorry. you're making that very clear by the fact you're being defiant right here on our Zoom call. I am. Yeah, and I appreciate I am the visual too, so I know. I am so not going to stop
0: touching myself. I am not. You can't tell me.
1: Yeah. I'm a, I'm a 20 – You can't tell me. Exactly. I'm a 25-year veteran of that game. I, if I'm not stopping now, I'm not stopping yeah. ever. I
0: will do it till the day I die. I will do it on the day I die. I guarantee
1: <laughs> Dude, I just – this is going to be gross – Sorry, but do old guys still jerk it? Dude, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, I can't wait then. Okay. All right. So Uh, we're going to move on next Friday, right? Thank you to Stop Touching Yourself
2: for uh,
0: sponsoring our podcast.
1: Yes. A very consistent podcast. (laughs)
0: Very consistent. I know. They they probably emailed us like two years ago, and then we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll throw it in whenever.
1: But that's the thing. uh, The term evergreen, meaning it applies any time of – the year, regardless of the year, because guys are always going to be touching themselves. It's true. It's very true. That will never go out of style. No. Uh, Let's get into games first. Does that sound like a good place to launch? Well, yeah. (laughs) Let's do that. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Okay, so games are still happening. Um, Some have been delayed. Some have been pushed back. But there's still been some releases, most notably... Uh, big last <clears throat> excuse me few months for um <laughs> like i said, i don't normally drink beer uh, for playstation they've had well i would say the biggest yes. release of the year in the last of us part 2 uh, um so good yeah and then All there's right, been spoilers.
0: some other... so good <laughs> good, good that's my thoughts
1: spoiler a lot of people die um yeah and yeah uh, so obviously that was a big big uh, seminal title this year. There's been some other little things here and there, both old and new. What have you been playing mostly? Well, What's been occupying your time?
0: I, I, I think it's important to mention, I mean, Last of Us 2, I did play, and it was an incredible game, and I can talk about that. But also one that we, you didn't mention is Ghost of Tsushima, which I went from Last of Us to Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, back which, to are back two, games. which are two very, very different games. I'm like, world's different but both absolutely incredible experiences. Um, You know, I'll I'll give my quick thoughts on on both, but The Last of Us is, I, I hesitate to say it's the best game that I've ever played. I do think that it is the best produced game that I've ever played, even better than Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 is known for just being its, like, such a quality, polished experience. And I feel like Last of Us 2 even took that polish a step further, which makes it quite the experience. The only reason I don't say, like, that it is the perfect game is because it's not necessarily, like, a fun experience, if that makes any sense. Like, it messes with your mind. There is no good and evil. There is no right and wrong. You, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to go into complete no spoilers. So, but it basically will show you two sides of an issue and show you that both sides have the right to think that they are the good guys and the others are the bad guy. And when you see the world that way, it's, it's unlike any other game. For example, Ghost of Tsushima, you are this one hero that is defending his island from Mongol invaders and it's just this very clear-cut good versus evil. Like you know who the protagonist is and it's one person against a shit ton of antagonists, which is very classic video game. In The Last of Us, there's almost nothing that you can say is a classic video game trope. Nothing. It's there are parts that are almost hard to play because it is written so well that it messes with you. But that being said, the last of us is probably one of the, it is probably the best in quality of game I have ever played.
1: That seems to be the sentiment on it. very divisive game though. I mean, I mean, critically you're seeing, you know, high, high marks all around the place. Um, Fan reception's been a different thing, and I think that's because, well, obviously, there'd be no hype for Last of Us Part Two if it wasn't for the critical and fan success that uh, Last of Us was seven years ago, and the anticipation of this, and the pushback, or not pushback, but the delay, it was delayed at least was, once. maybe even twice.
0: I think, a couple times at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. and so finally, this, this comes out, and then I was, you know, knowing that I'm not going to play it in real time, as far as its release, I don't have the, the hardware. I, I might get to it eventually, but I'm interested in the story. And then just hopping on Metacritic, you know, a few days after like the, the following Monday after it's like released on a Friday or whatever, just to see, you know, if anyone's rushed ahead and beat it and then given their thoughts. And I'm seeing like ones and twos. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's obviously a knee jerk reaction. That is but,
0: so unfair to give that game.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, obviously this is, a very Lovecraft game. Not like HP Lovecraft, but it's a craft of love. It's a labor of love. Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think it's Lovecraftian at all, but I see what you're saying. Wrong yes. choice of word, wrong phrase. Yeah, yeah I see not what you're here. saying. Who coined the term, coined the term? I don't know. Um, uh, coined the term, Coin the term? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Well, who just decided all of a sudden this is what will be described for all <laughs> such accounts going forward. Um, but I'm like, and so I'm obviously I'm like, well, that's not a valid thing and fans have the right to their opinion whatever um that's why they're not professional reviewers but i'm thinking to myself well maybe i'll read why and then i'm seeing people did not like the story for obviously one big uh reason yeah. uh, more than others don't need to get into it if you know you know if not whatever um it's out there and what i now understand without having you know put the time in myself is mm-hmm. it's a storytelling device it's not just a shock thing or just a a something just to upset it was yeah uh, and you know the the, thing that
0: upsets everyone is the thing that starts the story
1: yeah so it's a bigger it's a bigger plot point um yeah and then i think it will still have long-reaching effects in what might be part three sometime down the line um yeah so yeah i uh i can't say anything from it personally just other than it's been crazy to see how well-received this game is, and yet on the other side of the coin, how hated it's been, not because of the gameplay, but because of, well, I didn't like that, or that shouldn't have happened. But it just goes to show how, I'll akin it to last uh, season of Game of Thrones, how many people were pissed off, even though it was still very well done from a production point of view. Yeah. But as far as the storytelling and the characters, because people buy in and they identify with these characters and these story beats from all the previous go around, that that's not the way I would have done it. You know, yeah, it's easy to armchair quarterback. You know, we're not yeah. in the video game industry, and it seemed to me like there's no better example of a video game in which that plays plays out like a movie that you play instead but, of like, but you play like a game two different cinematics.
0: Yeah, but almost like. I mean, you're totally right. In the gameplay, it is the most polished I've ever seen. Every tiny, tiny little detail is thought through, and it makes it an incredible experience to play. And story-wise, the story is is incredibly thought through. But you're you're almost you're you know, I, I'm like I said, I'm not going to spoil it. But you're playing almost like two different stories, um, okay. and it's. It's hard. I think the thing that people have a problem with is they they don't like thinking that the people that they thought were the good guys might in fact be the bad guys. And to me, I this is my opinion, and I'm gonna I I want to respect other gamers' opinions, but I feel like those who don't like this game or give it a ones or zeros or whatever are people who don't appreciate that storytelling and they look at a game on the surface level they look at the game on the surface level and just say i want to be the hero and if i'm not the hero i'm not happy if you make me question what i'm doing i'm not happy and to me that's just immature in a way
1: so i feel you yeah i mean the first one though not as divisive it's very you know complex and there's nuance as to even the characters you play which you you know go on to identify with because you do some messed up stuff you do some questionable stuff but you know from you know just sitting in the seat of that character you know it's thought to be right and you get instant sympathy in last of us the original because you know his daughter dies so you Uh, instantly have sympathy for this guy and then you know the, all his actions in protecting a daughter-like figure. And when that's then kind of questioned and expanded upon and brought into, you know, kind of like a, a court of morale. Yeah, I can understand how they can throw some people for a loop. The first one, you knew you were the good guy. Yeah. And you were the good
0: guy for the entire game until the last moment. And gamers were more okay with that. Gamers are not okay with somebody telling you that the entire last game and this half of this game, you're the bad guy. Right. So anyway, yeah, the other thing I'm playing is, well, I'm playing two things. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima and Animal Crossing. (laughs) And so they're very different.
1: Hey, I'm glad you're playing Animal Crossing. gives you a reason to dust
0: off your Switch, right? You know, I have to
1: admit, I have put
0: so many hours into Animal Crossing more than I have any other game. And the reason is, is because I can sit there and I can watch a TV show. Like my, my wife and I can watch a TV show.
1: You were gonna say girlfriend. You're sorry, I, was to say, I was about to say fiance. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, there's there's upgrades for sure. Yeah. But good
0: job, good uh, job um,
1: So we can watch a TV show and
0: I can be totally invested in that TV show, but I'm still playing Animal Crossing because it's such a basic ass game. It is a mobile game. It is a good yeah. mobile game. Um, If I were to rate Animal Crossing, I would give it, like, a 7 at best because I think that the game is so damn limited. But that being said, I can't help be addicted to it because of, like, the mobile game feel to it. Um, But the the other big thing is Ghost of Tsushima. And though Last of Us is the most polished game I've ever played, Ghost of Tsushima is by far the most beautiful game I have ever played. I have never taken more screenshots in a game than I do in this game. Like it is just riding your horse through a field and all of a sudden you'll come across something that it's almost, it boggles the mind how the, the art direction in this game made it seem that this experience, this beautiful experience of scenery is almost like you just strolled upon it. It, It's like, it's crazy to me. Because other times in every other video game, when you have such a beautiful scene, it is like this scripted piece that they make sure you see. And so the fact that this is just an open world game and you can just be riding your horse and come across a sunset that is like one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen in a game. Is shocking and awe inspiring. So, um, I won't say much more. The, the gameplay is, is great in that. The sword play is fun. It definitely has its issues and glitches. And coming off of Last of Us, it was quite the transition because The Last of Us is so real and, and Ghost of Tsushima is so video gamey that it yeah. was hard to make that move. But once it made the move, I, I really enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. I, I'm enjoy. I'm still enjoying it.
1: I'm maybe two thirds through, and it's yeah, incredible still. Awesome. Hey, uh, obviously there's way too much to catch up on in, yeah. in just one episode. But one of the big things was all the uh, the cons, virtual as they may be. Um, would you get any sense of? Uh, maybe some interest in this next generation stuff, whether it's game or console. Like I myself, I know I'm getting the new Xbox. Like I'm just going to yeah. plunk down cash. There's no question. I don't know how I feel about the PS5. Granted, I haven't been on board with Sony since PS2. Yeah. Um, just don't have the capacity. But I got to tell you, man, I'm excited because of games pass all these games, even though some yeah. are getting delayed, like Halo infinite and stuff like that. Um, they're they're gonna be ready to play day one, so you don't even need to go like yeah. have the anticipation of going to a store, plunking down sixty dollars, pre-ordering all this stuff. It's just right there, and you can download you know the night ahead of time and have it ready to go. I, I got to tell you, man, um, I'm excited for the new Xbox.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I'm I'm gonna get an Xbox. I'm you know me though. I'm I'm the type of person who I can't go without playing a big title, um, and so I will get a PlayStation as well.
1: And it looks weird. Can we agree? It looks like a Power Ranger helmet. It does, and and those two con- here's what bugs me. Those two consoles look so different. How so are they did. gonna
0: How are they gonna look next to each other on
2: my? I mean,
1: aesthetics shelf? are thing? I mean, because all your stuff currently, because you have the original Xbox One right. console, you have your Switch, which doesn't take up much space, and your PlayStation Four. They're all like aesthetically in the same ballpark. You know, they're, they're all and kind black. of rectangular. Yeah, yeah. These ones are gonna clash. You might have to like, I don't know, like, put them in the wall. <laughs> I don't know, like, get well, a little- You know what, you know what I'm looking,
0: up. what I'm looking for is, um, I'm hoping that there is some sort of bundle that has oh, a slightly, really? slightly different look to one or two, like to either the Xbox or the PlayStation
1: right yeah uh, no i agree they'll, they'll, they'll. i mean they probably won't be there on launch but eventually or like yeah, the next uh, season or something like that or the next cycle of something i'm sure there will be like an alternative version yeah yeah but i gotta tell you man uh, some of these games that are going to be just even that if not still were originally set to launch with uh, the new xbox it's pretty compelling and yeah. you know i haven't been a, a halo purchaser purveyor player uh part of alliteration since halo three or something like that the last two really did nothing for me and then all the you know the offshot titles like jump or otsd or ots or whatever (laughs) Um, i don't know um or that other strategic game sorry um this one's got me interested again the fact that it's more of like an open world halo experience and master chief is back in focus instead of that other guy from the previous one who i don't even really remember it wasn't that great
0: well and the previous one was still master chief yeah but it was well no there room.
1: was you did yeah
0: god see, isn't that weird i played it and i can't remember it because it
1: was that's so- what i'm saying it what it was not memorable but uh I, I think i'm looking forward to that as much as anything really anyways yeah as far as on the new generation's first cycle of yeah. games even though it's been delayed and they announced it and certain
0: certain games like cyberpunk i'm not sure if i'm gonna buy them when they come out or if i'm gonna just wait until they come out on a new wait till the new system comes out and then buy them on a new system
1: that i will be doing that i think a game like that would be most realized on a fully capable right now console and the the specs on both of these consoles but specifically xbox we've talked about actually before it's just impressive i i you know Asking a five or six hundred dollars purchase is pretty tough pill to swallow for me in the past, but this one I'm like, I really feel like it's going to be getting my money's worth, and it's future proofed for well, God knows how long.
0: Save for it now, you know what I mean? Like, start kind of just. I get, a, now so I
1: get a holiday bonus every year, oh, there you um, and I feel like that will be, yeah, a designated chunk of that to the new console, and then off it goes with whatever else. So, so let's move on from kind of
0: just the video games and stuff. Um, let's talk yeah, yeah, yeah. movies, TV shows, anything that – what have you been watching lately that you want to discuss?
1: Thank you for asking. Uh, first and foremost, even though it's now a few weeks old, um, I was super impressed and just left feeling good uh, after finishing Umbrella Academy Season 2. That's, like, been the biggest thing for me uh, mm. these last few weeks, even months. Yeah, I finished
0: that too. I was, I felt like um, the ending in this was so much more satisfying than the first season.
1: Exactly. That's what lost me. I was digging the first season. I remember when, I mean, it's in our archive somewhere. I was like, we were going through and I was just super like, just like having like a real good Saturday morning breakfast cereal experience with like, we're like, give me another bowl, you know? And then all of a sudden I just like, got to the bottom of the box and I was like, oh. What the hell happened? It got too time-traveling and weird and world-ending. This one was way more focused. I can say that. Yeah. And then also did a better job of setting up what will be conceivably a next season.
0: Yeah. I don't want to go into spoilers, but um, no need. The, the thing that, you know, the thing that ended the world in the first one looked to be the thing that ended the world in the second one, which really turned me off. Right. Um, because I was like, don't go to that same thing again. But the writers did change it up. And I I, I appreciated the, the how they almost purposely led the viewers astray.
1: It did seem very intentional.
0: Yeah, to think that it was going to be similar to the first season. And then right. you find out that things are slightly different. Um, and so I appreciate the way that the writers took it. And it made you really root for the whole team.
1: Yeah. I got a better sense this season because everyone's, you know, similar to the, the first season, everyone's fractured and apart. And it was something that brought them together. And then for the same reason or for the same conclusion, but different reason they're fractured and apart. And it was fun watching them slowly get together, even though they're now all time jumped. And I thought it did a very good job of not making lazy story beats about time travel feel like it was in place for this one just like oh you know his time traveling can be so simple and you can just write so many convenient story plot points just because of time travel but i thought they did the time travel very well and even yeah. the things that i thought should have been obvious to me in retrospect weren't like uh the reveal about certain characters you know and who they really are i was like oh actually yeah i see that clear as day now but i didn't yeah. see it in the moment yeah uh, and every character felt I don't know, more relevant and it tackled like more mature subject matters, like about like racism, and, um, right. well, and like you know the, the red fear or red fever, whatever that was. You know, the are you a communist and right. uh, the, how scary it must have been to be you know in question of that in the '60s, post Cold War and shit. And being homosexual yeah. during that time. Oh, of course, yeah, And you know? yeah. It, I thought it, it tackled a lot of subjects and still did so with like almost its signature blend of action and comedy it, it just it was a good feeling season and you got to know ben the, the the deceased member of the academy a little better this time around right but it set up for the third season and uh there's a major thing that you know we're gonna need to talk about going into the next season as it pertains to their father without spoilers it's like whoa 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 are we gonna revisit that nope okay i guess that's a plot point for next season the
0: whole just, the whole the whole last episode specifically the last like few minutes, so they, they do a good job of tying up the storyline of the second season. They, they gave it a, good, a, a finale, which they did not do in the first season. Exactly. And that was good, but they still did a good job of leaving us with enough of a cliffhanger at the end to, to make us want to know more and to make us want to tune into the third season.
1: But I'm excited the, when it comes around.
0: Yeah, but not to the detriment of the, the story, right? It was like, right. oh, and here's a new plot point. Stay tuned. And I, I thought it was great. I thought I thought everything in that
1: season was done pretty well. Yeah, I knocked it out in like a week plus. I, I was just was one of those times where you're just like on fire with something and you just are looking forward to the next. And when you're like on episode eight, you're like, oh shit, slow down because then I'm almost done. And then it's almost like that feeling yeah. of like, Uh, now what, you know, so it's uh, it's a hallmark of a good binging show. Uh, what else have you been watching?
0: Uh, well, you know, so I'm not going to talk much on it, but you know, my wife and I have been watching a bunch of episodes of 24 and we're like on season four now. And those are just, I'm rewatching them and I'm like, God, those are so good. I'm reminded how good that show is. Um, But the other thing that I do want to mention that we just started talking about because it just came out is high score that Netflix documentary series about video games.
1: Now let me ask you a question. Did you find it or did it find you? Were you just strolling? You're like, Oh, Hey, or all of a sudden it's like, Hey, based on your, your content searches, you think you might like this. Um, so I actually heard it on
0: another podcast. Um, I heard it on an IGN podcast actually where one of the guys was talking about it because he had a sneak preview, sort of thing. So yeah. I thought, Oh, that's really cool. I'll listen for that when it becomes available. And I kind of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden I see it come up on Netflix. And that's when I was like, Oh dude, I totally want to watch this. And right. it's, um, I think that it does a good job. It's like it's like the um, if you've ever watched those those other seasons, like the the shows that, or no the,
1: the movies that made us. Boys that made us. The yeah, yeah. It, it's easy watching. It's it's a cupcake. You know, ultimately that it's not. There's not a lot of you know density to it. But yeah, it's it leaves you feeling good. You know. How far are you in that? I just finished the second episode. So, okay,
0: I th- yeah. think I'm th- three episodes in. So It's a light, similar. easy watch, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the one where uh, they, they go into role-playing games.
1: Oh, cool. There you go. And for all my other geeks out there who are have ever been uh, into Transformers, uh, I didn't know it was a thing, just showed up on my uh, suggested for you list. There's a new, I guess it's going to be trilogy, uh, Transformers animation called War for Cybertron and they just put out part 1 and there's like six or seven episodes just 20 minutes each huh legit animation and it actually is the most adult attempt to tell the classic Autobots versus Decepticons and war for Cybertron and Energon and all these you know recycled by now story points of uh, Transformers i love it like wow. it's awesome uh, anyone who's a fan of Transformers um You know, there's obviously been so many iterations of it. I was going to say, this is probably something I'm I'm vibing with the most, and I love the fact that it's told in a series form instead of just being like a 90-minute movie or something like that. Uh, Definitely would recommend anyone checking it out, for sure.
0: And it's called called War for Cybertron?
1: War for Cybertron, and this is part one. I guess part two is coming out late this year or early next year. uh, How many episodes in part one? I think like six or seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of, it's they, a full so season. Of course, they got all the bots you know and love, like you know oh, Megatron and Optimus, right. Bumblebee, and they make an attempt to like shine a light on some some lesser known ones, and I would say even one or two completely new ones. Um, it's cool. Oh, that's it's nice. cool.
0: No, yeah. I to be honest, I have not even heard of it until you just mentioned it, and I yeah. I'm interested.
1: Totally. Interested. It, it's low key for sure. It's not going to be like one of these you know landmark things, but it's it's low key. Entertaining Transformers You know, I want, I want them to take
0: a realistic version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and make yeah. a show out of it. Like, make a, a quality, more adult Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action show. I know it's dangerous, but
1: I totally would love that. If they could do what they've done so far for this Transformers, for Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. it would be quality because this is, like I said, the most adult attempt at telling the story that I've ever seen. Other you than, know, of course, you know, okay, Michael God, Bay and that shit. No, that was just gonna say. It's, it's refreshing to not just have it be like a, a Michael Bay thing. Right. Something that um, I
0: recently found out, that's just some, some news. I found out that – so I'm a big Avatar The Last Airbender fan, and I so yeah. I rewatched that on Netflix. I also rewatched the Cora um, series, sure, the Legend of Cora, and they're both incredible. I just finished Cora, probably like last week, again because <laughs> so I watched them both. Um, I found out that uh, who oh, who was it? Was it Netflix? Who somebody is making a live action Avatar series, but it's supposed to have like the budget of a Game of Thrones show. So it's supposed to be that world, but done with really good storytelling, quality acting and a, you know, great world that they're building. Is M. Night Shyamalan available? (laughs) M. Night Shyamalan can go fuck himself.
1: Well, when it comes to that specifically, I know. I was Uh, so
0: excited for his Avatar movie because... I really thought I really thought he could do something cool with it. And he right. messed it up more than I could possibly imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's been the, the bulk of uh, my, my viewing experiences. Like I said off the top, um, hopefully we'll talk about it later, I'm super excited for uh, The Boys Season 2. Yeah. And reviews are already out, and they seem to say, hey, everything you liked about the first season, that – and more in this second season. Uh, the trailers make me really excited. You know what I need to probably do, and I know there's something you've done before, and something I've done before. Um, go back and watch the previous season just to be refreshed and reminded, and just yeah. remember what was so great about it in the first place. I, I think I could probably do that uh, going into this uh, second season, which releases uh, next Friday. So wow. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into that. I could see myself literally probably knocking that out in a weekend, and just like not leaving my house, which has been pretty much kind of what you're doing anyway <laughs> different yeah exactly so what would be uh, the difference um i think we should talk about as we're uh pushing through here this fandom,
0: the DC it's, not fandom. fandom.
1: it's not random fandom but it's dc fandom they probably ripped yes. that off from us yeah um, they, they got they released a bunch of stuff yeah so it was I, I i like how people are making the best out of a shitty situation so hey you know we had this cool thing planned it's gonna be three days well, we're gonna do it virtually and just throw it out there anyways we're not gonna hold back like so many movies and games and other things that have been released yep. until people can uh you know go out and consume them publicly again they just said you know what? hey here's what here, here's what we got and it crossed so many platforms what stood out to you the most if we were going to talk about everything we'd be here all day so what stood out to you the Ooh. most
0: okay <clears throat> Wonder Woman, then The Suicide Squad, which is interesting that it's, it's like not a sequel. It's like they're, under, Su- yeah, they're Su- redoing Su- it and putting the word the at the beginning. And then The, Batman. So Wonder Woman, Batman, Suicide Squad are the three that really stood out for me.
1: Okay, that's fair. It's funny to think, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 being a perfect example and others following suit. So many movies we would have already talked about by now if it hadn't been for, you know, you know all the delays and everything. We would have already seen and recorded and talked about Wonder Woman 1984, about Black Widow, about Ghostbusters, about, well, not Mulan, but, you know, so many other th- like oh, big movies. I'm, totally, I'm
0: totally looking forward to Mulan, man. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, you know that Disney Plus you already pay for? You just pump down an additional $30 and you can watch it with your family. Not you crazy, dip. dude. Oh, Inside of my asshole. Yeah. No, not cool. Uh, anyways, that doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're positive today. Uh, uh, this new trailer for Wonder Woman, I can't wait. It looks equally fun. The first one had a very okay. serious tone. Like to me, yeah. you know, it's in a sad time of the, you know, the, the world history, World War I. And it was very, not dark, but it just wasn't a bright movie. And I only say that in comparison to this, you know, based on the time frame it does remind me it's like Wonder Woman 1984 slash Stranger Things season 3 you know just yeah. like hey when malls were awesome and it's early 80s and the yeah. music and all the brightness i mean we saw the original trailer what like a year ago and now they've since said hey we you know we're still going to do this we're just trying to do this when it's safe to go out and see movies again so foreseeably it's going to be what summer of next year probably i mean and that's on a who knows basis but yeah. if you had to predict I'm excited for it. The one thing I remember feeling from the first trailer to now, still even more, I don't understand why, even though he wasn't a bad part of the original movie, I just don't understand why uh, Captain Kirk is back. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. I just, I don't see the need. Right. But other than that, I'm on board. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to uh, Cheetah, I think, right? Yeah. Kristen Wiig's character.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I don't mind Chris Pine coming back. They do touch on, in the trailer, they kind of just, they, they, with some voiceover, they kind of talk about how anything that you desire will come true. Yeah. And then that's why it shows Gal, uh, or I was going to say Gal Gadot, but Wonder Woman is surprised to see Steve Trevor again, right? So oh, something there where he's brought back to life. I don't mind that because I thought they had a good dynamic. But the funny thing is, is you're excited to see Cheetah. I actually think Cheetah looks weird and I don't, I'm worried about it. I'm like legit worried about
1: Cheetah's, how she's going to
0: play on screen. I don't know. Sure. I always I know, thought that, her
1: like Like too CGI'd. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I always thought that, um, cheetah was just not that great of a villain like out of all the villains like wonder woman's gonna have a hard time with a a half woman half cheetah like you know what i mean she can take on superman
1: it's just weird i feel you i feel you um yeah that's that's gonna be a fun movie when we get to see that in four years um uh, what else you mentioned uh Zack Snyder's Justice League which correct me if I'm wrong is going to just go straight to digital release on HBO Max. I I didn't
0: mention that but it's on our agenda so yes.
1: (laughs) Oh I thought you did. No I said Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad and Batman were the three
0: that I was.
1: (laughs) Oh well I mean we're so in sync that you don't even have to say it and I'm thinking it you know.
0: Apparently. Yeah.
1: So
0: I don't know about this.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. It's going to be kind of a hard ass for me to get reinterested in something that just was such a eh, to me, you know. Right. Like I, you can polish a turd, but it's still a turd. Yeah, but but you want to and I mean, people like us, we have the the power to think analytically. You think to yourself, okay, the the version we saw was not the version he intended. Of course, back years ago there was real life situations he had to step away, didn't get to finish the film that he wanted to make Joss Whedon stepped in. We all know the story, but I'm not like, Oh, well, I can't wait to see what Zack Snyder would have done because I've seen what Zack Snyder was doing with DC stuff up until then. And it never worked for me. So the only thing that looks, I mean, and you can tell right away, Steppenwolf, the the very bland, bad guy, he looks way better in this one. Um, And they're going to introduce probably like a very like Easter egg scene Right. Uh, dark side well they but, show uh, dark side uh, yeah but but it, i'm sure it's just going to be as a segue to get you to the next one whenever if that will be That's he's not going to be a, it's probably Could just going to be a teaser at the end you know it'll probably just be a freaking dream sequence again like the last right. with dark side so uh, yeah it can't, count me out honestly unless i hear just like from people i trust like just like no you can't you can't miss it i, I don't care so I'm going to watch it, but only because I have such a love for comic
0: books and comic book movies and these characters. And the fact that Justice League was so bad, so bad of a movie, that I want I want to see a better version of it. And even if Zack Snyder's Justice League movie is not a good movie or even a, not a great movie or even a good movie – if it's better than the other one, that's what I want most recent in my mind. Does that make sense?
1: This is like that's... asking for double or nothing. Like, hey, you know what? I feel like I've already lost. Yeah. And some people say like double or nothing. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to walk away because it could be twice as shitty as what I didn't already like in the first place. Right. To me, it's just not worth my time. But who knows? Uh, you know, I'm going to let others go ahead of me on this one as much as I'm, Yeah. you know, I, I love I love comic book movies and stuff like that. But yeah.
0: what do you think
1: about the batman though i makes the biggest excitement for me and i remember what like years ago when they announced you know it seems like years ago anyways that ben affleck is not coming back for future batman uh roles and like people were kicking around oh there's a rumor that robert pattinson and then you hear that he did some test screens and then it all just seemed like internet rumor and story no it's real now and i gotta tell you this Batman looks gritty and I, I had a little burnout on Batman after the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I was just like, cool. And I don't need another Batman. And then even though he never got his own movie, but Ben Affleck as Batman did nothing for me. And I'm just oh, like, God. I was having, I, I'm, I'm not saying I disliked him. I was just very horribly neutral on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was having a little Batman burnout, quite honestly. And this, though it's just a two minute trailer, a very obscure trailer at that. It looks like it's going to be dark detective Batman, which I like. It's not going right. to be like huge action and you know stuff like that. Um, are we to believe that the Riddler is is the villain? We've heard that it's going to be the Riddler is the villain, and you know this guy.
0: Yeah, they certainly tease that.
1: Yeah, without but that's the thing. It's not beating you over the head like back in the day, like when the um, the George Clooney movies were or the batman forever where he's dressed in all green and he's got question marks all over him granted those were completely different time and different look and different vision but it looks more subtle and like they very clearly show you that there's a selena kyle slash Catwoman woman is but again she's not like wearing whiskers and huge ears and a cat mask you know it's more like she's just wearing like identity protection gear right. all like a, a night thief um i think pattinson looks cool he's not a big dude but um you know, of course, I'm people. I'm sure he bulked
0: him. up though for this.
1: I'm sure, but people associate him, you know, right or wrong, as you know, the Twilight guy. He's actually a really good actor, in everything yes. I've seen him, and I've never seen any of the Twilight movies, so I can't say aside from that. But you know, that's obviously where he came to fame. He's he's a he's a very very palatable actor. Uh, I can't wait to see how this is realized, and of course, it's been vague 2021 for obvious reasons. But I hope I hope this makes it on schedule and as planned, because I'm excited for this. So I Dude, totally pissed.
0: agree. I totally agree. What do you think about the Suicide Squad? Because there's two
1: trailers released. For example, like Squad. the one that they want you to see, and then there's the well, there's, not yet theatrical trailer, but that one, well, there's where the like,
0: one where they talk about like sort of almost behind the scenes look. It's a behind the scenes, yeah. And then there's yeah. the other one where they just, it's just, there's no scenes from the movie, nothing like that. It just shows the characters and who yeah. plays them. And like if it were any other director, I would be like, this is gonna be dog shit. They're putting way too much, way too many characters in this movie. Remember when we were talking about the first Suicide Squad and we were like, yeah. there's too many characters. Is it gonna be any good? And then it was bad. Um yeah. and then now there's
1: more. There's like
0: there's like many characters.
1: 15 characters at least that they want you to know about let alone all the ones yeah. that aren't even in the trailer but i mean it's... there's some
0: big names in this though you know and like and that that ex- that excites me like just i don't know
1: it... okay well, let me ask you i'm not trying to challenge you but big names who oh i was thinking more from the character perspective some of the guys i'm like are oh, they no, just no, no. These guys? I meant, oh, like... i've never heard of I've never heard of Polka Dot Man or the Thinker or or yeah. Speaker. I don't know well, who okay. guys
0: are. You know what? You know what I'm kind of excited about that. Is because those those characters, like especially like somebody like Polka Dot Man or whatever, is meant to be like a joke. It's it's they're not real superheroes. They're not famous. It's meant so they're to mystery
1: be, men, basically.
0: Yes, they're meant to be like these lame superheroes with stupid powers. Um, and you have, but you, but you know, I, 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 love the people that are the actors that are coming to play these characters. You have some of the originals, like you have Margot Robbie, right? Reprising a role. Yeah. And the Boomerang, guy, guy. Boomerang guy. But you also have Pete Davidson, John Cena. Ooh, I hate. Idris. Uh, you hate Pete Davidson. I
1: do not think he's funny. I, I don't okay. get the appeal. No, but,
0: and I, 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 I can see that,
1: but. Judgment still, for this, but still, bringing yeah.
0: him into a role like this is interesting. John Cena, Idris Elba, Nathan Fillion, who's just a geek favorite. Michael oh yeah, Because Rooker. James Gunn and him
1: have collaborated plenty of times. Same with Michael Rooker. So it's almost like he's like, okay, if I come in, I want my guys in this movie.
0: Even Peter Capaldi, which if anybody watches Doctor Who, they know who Peter Capaldi
1: is. He's the latest I mean, doctor. I recognize the name, but I don't know what he's I He's the, him, so. well, not
0: the latest doctor. He's the doctor before the current
1: one. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, and then you've so you got some like I don't know. It's like they have like three different characters. You got like the darker, more mythical characters—not mythical, but mystical characters. And then you've got like your like slapstick, haha, characters like Harley Quinn or John Cena's new character. Just from the look of how he's super bright and kind of dorky looking, and then you've got basically then a couple of CGI characters. Yeah, so I, I don't know what to think. It looks like it's gonna be all over the place, like modern day sensibilities and funniness, but it's set to like 1970s war. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I am too. I just hope there's not a lot of studio interference on this one.
0: Right. I, I, I you know, I mean, with James Gunn at the helm, dude, I, I I'm on board. I- I'm totally how could I'm you kidding.
1: not be he's built up enough credibility for sure uh a couple other things that no need to get into but black adam came out gotham knight's new game for 20 black adam, 20. Black adam trailer well the trailer's weird it's not even a real trailer it's it's as teaser as a teaser trailer gets i mean it's sure. not even like it's basically footage. just a way to say confirmed we've got the rock and yes he yeah yeah, yeah totally it. for sure um a couple of games, too. The Suicide Squad, just a theatrical uh, teaser came out. Releasing yeah, it's called Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice, Kill the Justice League. That yeah, it could be fun. It could, we'll see. I, Who knows? I thought Who really the trailer was funny. Conceptually, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. We'll see when the gameplay comes out and all that stuff. Um, and then some other stuff, too. But if you need more, you know, more of that, go to something. Well, let's, other than- let's, let's real quick talk about the Gotham Knights game. So Batman's Dead.
0: Batman's dead, and you've got Red Hood. Oh, so you think? Oh, that's true. Good point. Don't you've got Red Hood, Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, who now are playable characters. In what looks like to be, to me, like a more arcadey version. Of... It's a modern day co-op for sure. Yeah, but I don't know if I like the way they're taking it, especially after loving the Bat- the the other Batman games so much.
1: I'd say I love three of the four. Well, sure. Or- Nobody likes Origins. Oh, I was going to say Arkham Knight. Wait, you liked Origins more than you liked Arkham Knight? I did because it had a better story to me and there was just too much goddamn Batmobiling in that game.
0: Oh man.
1: Okay. And you're just blowing up drones for like half the game. That's okay. We'll, we'll get into that another time. Uh, yeah, I just I, – with games like this, I feel like it's going to be best realized when you have enough time to have three people you know and play with on board at the same time to fully realize the abilities and the way they can play off each other and like tagging someone in and team ups. And it's just, but let's be honest, I don't have a probably the time or b enough friends online with the same game on the same console at the same time to fully experience it. I think you're going to lose something if you just play this singularly, as far as the full breadth of possibilities and gameplay. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I agree with you. I, It doesn't look like it's something that's going to stand out to me. It it looks like a a 7 out of 10 type of game.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. With games like these, with so many in the uh, franchise, even though this isn't necessarily like a straight-up linear franchise, like a Far Cry or whatever, or I was going to say Assassin's Creed, which is another trailer that came out recently, I just feel like it hit its peak and it's slowly been rescinding ever since. And it hit its peak with Arkham City. And anyone who played the Arkham games would agree with you. I mean, yep. Ark- yep. Arkham City is the peak. Yep. And it's just been slowly just faltering and just feeling seemingly less fun and important ever since then. Yep. So,
0: Agreed.
1: that's my take on it.
0: Okay, so let's move on from the DC fandom and then let's get into a whole slew of other trailers that have come out. We've got movie trailers, and, and, and even more game trailers. Just to start with the movie trailers, the one that's on top of my mind is Bill and Ted's Face the Music.
1: Did you oh, you mean that movie trailer? that got digitally released today, actually? Wait, really? Yeah, that was August today? 28th. Oh, man. Same I as uh, was... The New Mutants. Remember that movie that was supposed to come out like two years ago? Wait, that's out too today? Yeah, well, it says in theaters and uh, digital. <laughs> I'm like, who's going to a theater right now? I guess that's there's some theater. drive through theaters. I guess some places are doing drive-in movies, but yeah, what theaters? It's home theater right now. But yeah, both movies uh, were released today. Wow. Uh, Bill and Ted, like, let's 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 face it. I think last time we were together hanging out, we were let's actually talking about it. Yeah. Please, nice, nice uh, thing you did there. Um, it seems like they're just inevitably going to lose a little something when you have fifty-plus-year-old guys playing versions of themselves from characters of thirty years ago. It's like. It just almost is like okay. It's hard to believe that these guys are still so airheaded and stupid, yeah. and yet I think, I think, I think, without you know knowing firsthand, that the craft, craft going into this movie and the commitment by the actors will still make it seem genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. To me, in reality, I'm just like okay. Thirty years later, and these guys are still hella stupid, and they're still the wild Stallions, and you know, but it might just work you know if you were to tell me hey this movie's 10 bucks i plunk down the, the the equivalent of a movie ticket to watch at home mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pay 30 because i have no one to watch it with and then it just becomes a horrible value at that point but whatever I, is that i'm how interested in this wait is that how much it is wait I, i'm assuming that's just kind of like the going rate now for a lot of movies that are just releasing at home because they have no control how many people watch it where where
0: what streaming services or what
1: services at all I've just been using Voodoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can get movies on my sling too. And it just charges my sling bill. Okay. And I think sling just takes a percentage and the company gets paid. So
0: I'm like totally interested. I had no idea that it was out. That's cool.
1: Yeah. I know if you've got three or four people in your house who which seem on. Watch it, right. But even, you know, 20, 30 bucks between you and your girlfriend, fiance, wife, um yeah 15 bucks a ticket for not having to leave your home you're not having the theater experience you're not like wondering what that stickiness is that you just sat on and stuff like that instead you know what the stickiness is on your couch cushions so it could be worth it
0: speaking of which uh this has nothing to do with our podcast but i got a new couch finally yeah no offense but yeah that but I can't. cannot seem to to get rid of the old one. I'm tr- I'm literally. I was I've just gonna ask I,
1: you, what do you now do with the old one? Because no one's I, gonna want something. Let pre- used leather sucks ass. New leather is awesome. It's used pleather. leather. It's leather. It's pre- pleather. Pleather. not well, even leather. <laughs> leather impressions. Uh, it's impossible to get rid of. You're better off just like. Well, I didn't say take taking it and leaving it on a street corner. Even though I hate when people do that, but how are you gonna do that with your car? So you're not. But. uh, Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, so in your wait, what? Put it what? in your backyard. Put it in your backyard.
0: Yeah, I could. I could just make it lawn furniture until it's like completely soggy and gross. Yeah. You know, but so that's the one movie that I was thinking. Is there any other movie trailers before we get into the game trailers? Because there's a, a few game trailers that I want to talk about.
1: As far as anything upcoming, uh no i'm just sad for all the movies that would have been summer blockbusters that we would have made a point to go see
0: a lot of marvel movies had to get pushed back as an example I
1: mean, yeah every movie
0: did but specifically every, for well and
1: some some companies have just said ah screw it we'll just roll the dice and release it digitally you know i wish certain movies just would have said obviously a big marvel type thing or you know someone else's big projected summer blockbuster is not going to do that but for even some of these smaller titles i was kind of looking forward to like this past spring and summer like a quiet place part two i don't yeah. know when i'm get, gonna get to see that again or not again but when i will get to see that now <laughs> again for the first time again for the first time yeah i feel like that's a snoop dog album name or something like that <laughs> no no it's like ludicrous anyways what's not ludicrous <laughs> is trying to segue <laughs> Uh, is that then, Far Cry Six trailer? I mean, dude, what's his name is freaking everywhere right now, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. he's gonna be in The Boys season two. He <laughs> showed up. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be in Mandalorian season two, obviously. You know, because yeah, he was, he was a, in season one. Yeah, but only as like a, a wet your beak type, uh, type appearance. Um, Just a temp appearance. Yeah, the Far Cry trailer. Don't get me wrong, it looks intriguing. Again, hard to know what's going to be cinematic because what you see from a two- to three-minute cinematic trailer does not ever necessarily yeah. equate to how the game's going to play and feel. It looks like it's going to be more serious. Far Cry 5, though I liked it, it got freaking goofy at times just to the point where I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah, but that's sort of the fun of it.
0: They recognize this- that, that what you're doing as this protagonist is just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I don't mind them playing into that. I like, I like all the Far Cry games.
1: This looks like the most realistic type scenario, though, you know, as far as, like, evil right. ownership of a, a small, seemingly isolated, cut-off part of the world where there's no help and you have to be the agent of change. Like, the island, eh. how often do you go hang gliding and your hang glider gets caught up in a tree and then you, in this awful, you know, pirate island or you're in a cutoff Wyoming where the military seemingly can't help. This one seems actually like real. It looks like a war torn small nation. That's not getting a lot of coverage in the news. So no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does follow the script of, of the trailers since basically three came out of like a very evil bad guy with a very s- tangible signature almost that you already get a feeling of just from a trailer. That's like what they do in the trailers. It's a very evil bad guy. Showing, though, he thinks he's right, which, you know, for a lot of storytellers will tell you, the best villain is someone who thinks he's right and fighting for good cause and like having morality issues. Way to hit your mute button. I see you. All right. Brandon is currently coughing. I cannot give you CPR through Zoom, though. So one more. He's got it. And back. I just narrated your coughing fit. You should keep that in there. Thank you. That's a little behind-the-scenes look. I took a sip of water. I saw it from the second you took a sip. I'm like, that did not look like it went down right. No, and I started just, like,
0: choking on it, and I was like, ugh. I can't just, like, on a podcast, just choke out loud. So I put myself on mute for a second.
1: That was very considerate. Good man. Yeah, priorities. Far Cry 6. Don't know when it's coming out. It's hard to say with... Any of the trailers for anything coming out, when it's going to come out, but projected, seemingly safe, next bet, 2021-ish. safe bet next year. Yeah. 2021, so it's going to be <laughs> a, a mysterious year for sure. Um, did the Star Wars Squadrons trailer do anything for you? Not really, to be honest. Right. I feel like dogfighting and aerial play or Starfighter, it's just, doesn't seem like it's very relevant now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, okay. Like the old Rogue Squadron games were great, you know, but but they were good for the time. And by today's technology to have a, a dog fighting only style game, it seems
1: quite limiting, but maybe what they're doing is they're doing what? Sorry. I was going to say, especially on a controller. So just loses. Yeah or real.
0: I'm wondering if what they're looking for is to be almost like kind of um, flight simulator-ish, but I, I don't know. It, I've never been into these types of games, as far as these flight-only games, these dogfighting games. So, yeah. It when when I was watching the trailer, and I felt I feel like there was like a couple of trailers, right? There's like more than one, but. I just, I couldn't, nothing excited me about it. And that's saying a lot for a Star Wars title. Usually being Star Wars, I'm excited just by the Star Wars title.
1: To me, at least it's not an, another battlefront. Kind of done with those in this current generation. Yeah. So I appreciate the try of a whole different look at Star Wars. Um, right. we we'll see. I, I, I don't, I don't feel, see myself jumping off of this game. But then again, then again, granted, it's a different time. It's a different production company. It's all these different things. I remember basically feeling the same sense of, eh, probably won't get it. Eh, looks all right, about the Force uh, uh, Fallen Order. And that was my second favorite game of last year, as it turns out. So you never know. Right, right. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Anything else? Sorry, I
0: was going to
1: say, any other game trailers that stick out to you? I mean, even though it's been a few months now, granted we haven't recorded since then, I'm really hyped up for Resident Evil Eight. You know, I. Oh yeah. Anyone who's uh, heard heard my voice before knows that uh, I'm an unapologetic Resident Evil fan through and through since day one. But it's the last few things they've done; they're not resting on their laurels, and this one certainly looks like it's finally really expansive. You know, like it has just a weird look. It's like resident evil castlevania almost i don't even know how to say it It looks like it's finally getting into like mythicalness and like werewolves and stuff
0: and
1: and yet you're it's another first person view so it is a a direct sequel as far as i can tell to resident evil 7 you're the same guy from resident evil 7 because they say his name ethan and you hear his voice there's a mysterious appearance whether it's just for one cinematic or it's the whole game by chris redfield who's looking like the punisher almost like I don't know what the hell's going on in that game. It looks spooky. It looks like it's got a really cool story behind it. it I'm on board. I, I will be uh, really anxious for that game to come out and check it out. I'm, I'm looking
0: forward to this game. I think more than I have for a lot of the previous Resident Evil games because I feel like they're taking a slightly different approach. Yeah, you know the the. Well, and I shouldn't say, that's not fair to say, because Resident Evil 7 in itself was a different approach. But I, but I guess what I'm saying is that when I think they take a, a different approach, they do well with it. For example, number seven. Yeah. I think they did really well with that. And if they can take this one in a different approach, but also make it, you know, tie it to the Resident Evil story, but make it feel different enough that we're not playing the same game that we've always played. Then, then I'm totally game. I want to play. Yeah. I'm excited about this.
1: It's uh, projected again, everything asterisk air quote projected 2021. So, 2021 is going to be pretty loaded, mm. whether by original intention or just by circumstance for 2020. Yeah, but that 2021's is. Gonna...
0: If if um. If if the coronavirus has like a a vaccine by then, if all these anti-vax idiots decide uh, they're going to actually take it, then we might actually be able to, to, to to go to the movie theaters or, you know, they might actually be able to finish one of these video games. (laughs) So cross our fingers.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we're winding down. Do you have anything else? Any other beats you want to, uh, to hit before we kind of start no. to segue on out.
0: No, I think, I think I'm good.
1: This has been therapeutic too, just because, I mean, we're not seeing each other that much. And when we have, you know, it's mostly just like, you know, you just talking about, you know, shit that I don't care about. And it's so nice to just <laughs> like actually, you know, get back into this kind of realm and arena. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Totally and right. I hate that we have to do this over Zoom, because like you said off the top, something's just a little less – dynamic about being in person but you know what i'd take a hundred of these more than nothing so um hooray for this i'm gonna just go ahead and say i don't know who did what last time but as anyone who's listened to the show knows thanks for listening by the way um we'd like to end with two signatures if you will we have an awesome quote uh we call it the awesome quote in geek history and uh, i'm just gonna take the reins on this one if you don't mind
0: no please do because i totally did not prepare i forgot about that
1: yeah, and then we almost always end with a um, uh, what the Shadow of the Colossus, which... Synopsis. Oh, yeah. That too. Shit. Shadows. Okay. So, uh, well, <clears throat> let's put one before the other. Um, do you have a Shadow of the Synopsis? And if not, it's okay. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to make one up. Um, two best friends make a really awesome podcast for the first time in four months. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Yes, or face the podcast <laughs> episode 88. Yes, but uh, we'll get back on with hopefully some uh, amount of normalcy and routine next time. But I would like to play for you this awesome quote in geek history. It's not expressly geeky, but I geek out for it whenever I hear it. Whenever I myself recite it. So if you don't mind, uh, let's cue this up and see if you know where this is coming from.
2: And you, music lover, you're
1: next. <laughs>
2: Drunk piano player, you're so drunk you can't hit nothing. In fact, you're probably seeing double. I have two
1: guns, one for each of you.
0: Tombstone, Tombstone.
1: Oh, love that movie. It's uh, so, good. so, if I may, uh, also in that movie, "We're your Huckleberries." Uh, thanks for coming back to us after a nice lapse. Uh, hopefully, you saw us pop up in your feeds. Hopefully, you keep listening with the yeah. hope that uh, we'll do this again with some regularity. Lots on the horizon. Everybody stay safe out there. Uh, Just so you know, uh, I went and got tested. Uh, I got tested uh, for COVID and diarrhea. Only one of them came back positive.
0: Yeah, that's a cliffhanger right there. (laughs)
1: Stay tuned (laughs) to
0: see which one. Both have horrible effects on my body. Okay, next episode, in episode 89... Find out if Brandon has diarrhea or COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Until you hear from us again, make sure you check up on us. Uh, I think we have a Twitter. Give us a reason to go check it yeah. at randomfandomwbb, I believe. Yeah, sure. And you can also shoot us an email at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Can, would, and should. Okay. We'll talk to you again. And thank you in the meantime for being a fan of our fandom. Four yeah. months lapsed.
0: <laughs> Stay geeky, everyone.
1: Bye now.